Hi, welcome to the Ask Past the Dentist podcast. This is a podcast where our listeners send in their questions to Pastor Dennis, and he tries to respond using the Bible, using his past ministry experience, and anything and everything else that the Lord has been teaching him throughout the years. This week, we have a question, and it is, can you be a believer and not regularly attend church? I have come across people who believe that they can have a relationship with God, but no relationship with the church. Personally, I do not know what to tell them because I think a person can have a relationship with God even though they are not attending a church. But I still think church is good. Do believers have to attend church? And so here's Pastor Dennis's response. All right. Um, good question. I have run into people who have um, thought this way. Um, you know, I think the Bible is pretty clear. The answer is no. Um, you, cannot, um, you cannot walk with God and not have a relationship with the church. Um, in, in Hebrews um, 10.25, it specifically says, And let us not neglect our meeting together, some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And in fact, you know, that's just one passage, but really the assumption of the apostles is that um, New Testament believers are meeting together regularly, right? Um, Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians. He talks about how when you come together, one of you has a prophetic word or a spiritual song. And the idea is that you're you're ministering to one another when you meet together, assuming that you do, um, because that was their custom. That was the practice then. So I, I think that um, it, 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 we must meet together as believers. Uh, and the question is, um, then why, why do some people feel this way? And I think there are a number of reasons. Number one... Um, you know, in evangelicalism, we talk a lot about having a personal relationship with God, and that's absolutely true. And I think some people look at a lot of people in church, and they're, they're like, dude, these guys, they just show up to church, um, and but they don't really have a personal walk with God. So I have that, and so isn't that all that I need? And the answer is no, that's not all you need. That, that's one of the things you need. So they're right um, that there are lots of people that just come to church, um, but they have no personal relationship with God, and that's clearly not that's not how it's supposed to be. No, we need a personal relationship with God. We need to actually learn to hear His voice, grow in, in hearing His voice, um, grow in being able to have intimate fellowship with Him. But we also need um, a thriving relationship with His body which is the church, right, with with other believers. There's an interdependence. We're supposed to be dependent on one another. Again, in 1 Corinthians 12, you know, Paul's talking about how, like, we're, like, members of a body. Like, one person is an eye, and one person is a foot, and we're gifted in different ways. And his point is that we require, we need the ministry of other believers who are gifted differently than we are, right? We need their ministry. We need their influence on our lives because we don't have the ability to know God in all of his vastness just for ourselves. We need other people to share their revelation with us, to share their experiences with us, to share their faith where they have faith that's strong. They might have faith that's strong in areas where I have weak faith, and we need impartation of that. Like, you know, I always, you know, share that, you know, I'm, I'm really weak with healing, right? It's just not something that I have a ton of faith for, but I have other friends who have real strong faith for healing, and so they always want to pray for the sick, and I see that, and I'm inspired in my faith, right, to, to pray for the sick, too, and to have faith. And, and that's a good example of how we bless one another, right? We inspire one another um, with faith, and we need that. So we need to be interdependent on one another. And another reason why people, you know, sometimes feel like, oh, do I really need to be close to the body, is oftentimes there's an offense in their hearts that's at the root of that. And a lot of times it's offense um, at a, a previous church, right, maybe with a, a different leader um, in their lives. That's really common. And, I, you know, I, I want to say that if that's something that you struggle with, um, I want to encourage you, 
seek healing in this area. Forgive old leaders. Every single leader um, in the body has strengths and weaknesses. They all have real weaknesses, and those weakness and those real weaknesses are going to sometimes get people hurt. Right? Sometimes they are going to neglect people. Sometimes they are going to teach something that's wrong. Sometimes they are going to say something that was stupid. Um, and, and that's true, and that happens. Um, but if we don't give our, our leaders grace and forgiveness, um, then we'll, oftentimes people get offended and they, and they leave the church, and then they spiritually die. Because that's the, really the tactic of the enemy is to try and cut you out from the body. Um, if he can isolate you from the body, a lot of times he can kill your faith. So I want to say that that's really important to stay rightly connected to the body. Um, and, and the scripture, I think, is pretty clear about this. You know, if you say that you love God, but you hate your brother or sister, um, the scripture says, that, no, you're a liar, right? It's important. You have to love. You're called. You're commanded to. Jesus says, if, you're, uh, um, if you know that your brother or sister has an offense with you and you're, you find yourself at the altar, leave your gift at the altar. Go and be reconciled first and then come back. That's how important unity in the body is to Jesus. Now, one last thing I'm going to say about this is that, you know, a lot of people, they come to church regularly. Um, but they still don't have what I would say the Bible is telling us to have in terms of godly fellowship. And and I want to encourage, you know, many people who just come to services, um, but they don't do have like small groups. And what I mean by a small group is is a group of close friends that you do godly fellowship with. You pray together with them. You share how your spiritual life is doing. You're open and honest. You're vulnerable. You you hold it, you confess sins to one another, right? All those things are are so important um, to, to, to grow. And I'll just say that one of the secrets to my spiritual life and how I've grown throughout my walk with God is that I've always um, kept a small group ever since college. So this is, you know, going 20 years. I've always had a small group in my life where I was able to share about how I was really doing and confess sins and get prayer for things. A lot of Christians, um, they don't have that. They don't have that because um, really that's something that you have to take responsibility for to put together yourself. You have to go to your friends and be like, hey, um, you know, I know we normally just play basketball together, and I know that we normally just hang out, but can we, can we also pray together? Like a lot of Christians, they just do that at church, right? They just do the Christian activities at church. Have courage to take the godly fellowship outside of the church and, and make it part of your friendship culture right? Like if something happens, you guys are just hanging out and, and somebody says something dumb, just be like, hey, you know, can we talk about this? Can we reconcile right now? Can we pray together? Like somebody's got to take leadership to change the culture of your friendship group. And I'll say, man, if you can do that, it really is so powerful for your growth in God. Like learning to just stop and just pray together, learning to, um, you know, to be vulnerable together. Like those are those are really the the core of what godly fellowship really is, and that's um, one of the the key ingredients to dynamic growth in God is building those small groups, those groups of close friends that are really seeking the Lord together. Yeah, great insight from Pastor Dennis. Um, just going off that last point, I think what he's really trying to drive home is this idea that. You know, Jesus is not just limited to the religious activities that we do, but Jesus ought to be someone that is at the very center of our lives. Um, our lifestyle should be Jesus. Our, our whole world should revolve around our God. And so I think that's really what Pastor Dennis is really trying to get at. Um, something that I, would, I just want to add, too, is, you know, you people say they have a relationship with the Father, but they don't have good relationships with their brothers and sisters Yes, they still claim to be in a healthy context of, of godly family. 
the Bible talks a lot about family, about how, yes, we, have a, we need a personal relationship with God um, as our Father, but we also need to have good relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ. When those things um, are not compatible, then actually I think we are failing actually to love God because God loves our brothers and sisters. So I think it goes back to the first, the greatest commandment, which is love God, but then also to love your neighbor as yourself. And so, yeah, this was this week's uh, podcast. Um, keep sending in your questions. Um, email us at burningtreetkc at gmail.com. We love questions that are specific, questions that may even be personal to you. And we won't, you know, tell people your name. We're just here to answer the questions um, so that we can be a blessing to you guys. And so I'm your host, Nick King, and we'll see you next time.